Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 44 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. What's up, Big Tasty? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are sitting here live at Experience Conference 2019. Yeah! Come on! Yeah! Woohoo! For the very first live studio audience taping, right? Taping. Right? Yes. Taping of of the podcast. All about you guys. Episode 44. (laughs) Unbelievable. Wait, you know who we didn't introduce to the guys that aren't here watching us right now? Mr. Scott Longyear is with us. Mr. Scott Longyear. Hey-o. <laughs> so it's been a, it has been a crazy week for us because we all serve on the ministry team here for, uh, for experience. And so my role is producer of the conference. Scott is the pastor. Brian is on the advisory board. And so was it Friday of last week because of Hurricane Dorian, this thing was almost canceled. Right, yeah, we canceled the normal conference. And we so did. The crazy thing is that, that we said... We're gonna gonna cancel the big conference and do a mini conference. So we started with a blank slate. So imagine that it's you have like three or four hundred campers coming in and you have zero planned. <laughs> that's hundred percent. That's what happened. What it was. Friday, it, right? it really that's was. It. That's exactly it. And it has been. Has it been awesome, guys? Has it been amazing? Amen, man. Amen. The spirit of the Lord has been incredibly thick because everybody's Amen. here just to like. To give glory to the Lord, Amen. to describe worth like we usually talk about. And whoo, I'm telling you, if you haven't been, you got to get here. Next year, experience 10th anniversary, and it's going to be more than we've ever dreamed because the Spirit of God is it's just Come on. It's such good work. Well, and it's been some crazy experiences for, for Scott and I. So my role is usually just I'm sitting in the booth with a headset, making the services go off. Well, then we found out um, late Monday night that our audio engineer couldn't be here because he couldn't fly in. So suddenly... Well, Jeremy, you're mixing this week. And then Scott, oh, by the way, we don't have any speakers, so bring some messages that you're ready for. <laughs> so it, and it, it's been awesome. God has been praised, and it's, been, it's just been cool. Huge props, too, by the way, to the experienced staff for... Oh, yeah. 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 Good night. And, and another huge thanks uh, to our sponsor of episode 44, Planning Center Online. Planning Center Online, Planning right? Center. So grateful. We all use it. We all love it. Um, They have this new app called Church Center. Planning Center has a free app for your congregation. Uh, If you use Planning Center applications, you can give the people in your church access uh, to an app where they can connect to the life of your church by uh, checking all their families in, giving, uh, joining uh, small groups or home groups, uh, managing their personal profile information, and uh, registering for events. And you can learn more at planning.center slash Church dash center. So I just got to ask, how many people are using Planning Center? Okay. The bomb. How many people are using more than just the services app? Okay. Yeah, so that was most of the room that said they were using almost the entire room. And it seems to be growing the Planning Center services. Different services. Yep. But I'm just okay. So believe it or not, <laughs> we we got. I don't want to say we got in trouble with Planning Center, but they came to us after our first round of sponsorship, and they're like. You talk about us a little too much. So if you could just bring it down a little bit. but Right. And that was without the senior pastor. That was just the, <laughs> the worship and the production guys going on hey, too long. Can I just say something? Yeah. yeah. No, it's not working. Yes. No. Uh, come back to me later. Okay. <laughs> we told you. <laughs> it's not. Wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got we it. are a class act here at Worship Leader Probs. So this one is an honor of our founder of the Experience Conference. Come on. Will you be the one to answer to his call? I don't know all the words. I'm sorry. All right. right, Be the one. So that that is Al Denton. That is one of his chart toppers from, I believe, was that 60s? No. No, I'm just kidding. Come on. I'm kidding. I keyed, I keyed, I keyed. Come on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So it, for Brian and I, this is, this is so, 
Two years ago, uh, Brian and I were at the conference. We had just become friends uh, over a, a weird situation. I, you guys have heard us talk on the podcast. My wife and I uh, have not been able to have kids. And so uh, I, we had just made the decision to stop trying for kids right before I went to my first uh, Dallas trip. And so my good friend Randy went to school with Brian in college and was like, man, you should talk with Brian and Kim because they haven't been able to have children. And so we had this chance conversation about a heavy subject like that. And then we just stayed in touch afterwards. And so um, two years ago, we're here at this conference and Brian goes, so I have to tell you something. And I'm like, what's that? I see you follow worship leader probs on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, man, it's my favorite account. And he goes, it's me. And I'm like, come on, fam, that ain't you. (laughs) So he pulls out his phone and goes, no, it's really me. And so I flipped out. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I know Mr. Probs, this is incredible. So last year, we're sitting somewhere at the Contemporary Hotel, and he goes, man, I just feel like the next step for this thing is to start a podcast. And so we were like, well, I hosted a podcast once. It was called Riot and Reason. And the only reason you can't find it is we were all too cheap to keep paying iTunes to keep it up there. <laughs> but it was actually, it was, it was pretty good. And so I was just like, hey, man, I could co-host this thing with you. I know how to do the technical side. And so we started praying through it and felt the Lord a year ago saying to do this thing. And so there was a day, it was so funny. We were sitting there, we were chatting. I was like, why don't we start reaching out to some guests just to see? And so we started reaching out through the Worship Leader Probs uh, Instagram account to like six or seven people. And all of a sudden he texted me, Chris McClarney said yes. And then who, Paul Balash said yes. Meredith Andrews said yes. And all these people were like willing to come to a podcast that they'd never even heard of with two doinks who have never done anything. Well, and in fact, nobody had ever heard it because it didn't even exist yet. It didn't exist yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, so. We, we did our first episodes, and if you listen to the beginning, we were hiding. Brian didn't want anybody to know who he was, <laughs> so I was changing his voice and all of those things. And to watch where God has taken it um, has just been so. Thank you. We call you guys yeah. the Worship Leader Probs Nation uh, because you. we hit recently over a hundred thousand streams of the podcast. I, it's unbelievable. It, it's been listened to in more than fifty countries. Um, so it's just been really cool. So we're just really thankful that you guys would be willing to come out and hang out with us. I don't even like hanging out with me. So <laughs> we like hanging out with you. You do. Yeah, you do. Big so. Gingy. That's. A, I feel like that name has not gotten the traction that Big Tasty. Has it doesn't gotten. roll off the tongue like Big Tasty does. So it's pretty sweet. So we one day uh, Brian's wife Kim, uh, who what episode was Kim? If you want to go back. I oh, come remember. on, man. I should know that. You're losing points right I now. I mean, obviously, it was the most important episode. It was the, oh, yeah. It was like the... The, the quintessential. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. the place where it all turned. But so one day she said, I'm so proud of my BT. And so I just got on there and said, true or false, BT stands for Big Tasty. And next thing you know, Brian shows up for church on Sunday, and his in-ear pack says Big Tasty on it. <laughs> and so we're in Dallas, and I start getting for our experience team meetings, and everybody starts calling him Big Tasty. And so he's trying hard to give me a nickname, and so far nothing has stuck great. So I think Big Gingy's going to be it. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're I'm hoping feeling- for. I'm feeling it. Okay, so one of, we, we sat down and we made this guest list of kind of our, our hopes. Yeah. These are the people we want to have. Yeah. One of the first names on that list, Pastor Scott Longyear. Woo! It's only up from there, boys. It's only up from there. <laughs> Bringing straight fire from Paradise, Indiana. Paradise, Indiana, yep. Yeah. yeah, and so, man, we had, we had Scott on, and it just felt like such a natural yeah. fit. We said, we got we to gotta do some more of that. It's been fun just the you three of us bantering back and forth. Or else the, the, the listeners on the oh, podcast. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a senior pastor. I, not, if not it's not in your head, I know you're not used to holding it. I have people do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys like me. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's just great being, uh, it, wait. hanging out. And I think it's just different perspectives. That we've got from a senior pastor to worship pastor to to tech guy. And we actually all get along. Uh, And the cool thing is, is that we're also very good friends. Yes. So we talk about having good ministry friends. So these are some of my 3 a.m. friends that we'll call each other and be like, it's just blowing up right now. Or I can't share anything with somebody else. Can can we pray? I I always know. Scott will call me and go, I don't need you to answer anything. Just listen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need you to fix it. Would you say that our relationship is debased? (laughs) Debased. Is it debased? (laughs) 
So we typically have about three different segments that we do on each podcast. Um, and so the first one that we do, uh, we call it our MVPs. And so what we do is you guys, the Worship of the Probs Nation, you'll send in to us those that are in your, your, your ministries. I don't care if they're a tech guy, if they're a volunteer, if they're paid staff. And we like to recognize them on the podcast because, again, you have no idea how much we believe in you guys. Amen. We believe in what That's you're right. doing. We believe in the hired hours that you're putting in and how you are trying to work for the kingdom. And so um, if we can do anything to bring a spotlight on people who are just really killing it for the Lord, man, we want to do that. And so this week we have a couple of MVPs. So why don't we jump into our first segment that we call our MVPs. All right, we've got two. Wait, wait, you didn't break long enough for the music. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I can edit that post. <laughs> Got to be on your toes, fam. <laughs> we got two MVPs this week. MVP number one, somebody you've been listening to this week, Chelsea Olson. Oh, the gr- she's the young lady that's right? saying tremble this Chelsea, morning. Chelsea, yeah, she's got a cannon, man. So Chelsea Olson is the Burks Campus Worship Pastor at LCBC in Lancaster, PA. Uh, she's a gifted worship leader and vocalist a passionate worshiper of Jesus. Uh, In just a few months at her church, she's gone from uh, being an associate worship leader to the full-time campus worship leader. And uh, we love love Chelsea, so. Oh, yeah. Y'all good to know her. She's the real deal, guys. Big fans. Big fans. Okay, the second one, uh, I'm gonna, I say this all the time, I'm gonna butcher this, and I apologize. Um, Zach Duarte. You know who that is? That, is that you? Is that you? No, it's not me, but it's one of my guys. All yeah. right. Did I say it right? Yes. All right, Zach yeah. Dwart. He's the sound engineer at Faith Community Church in Seminole, Florida. Uh, Zach stands out uh, as a part of our church AV team. Uh, he started as a young guy with a passion for music. Uh, he's been volunteering for the team since the summer after his fifth grade year. Wow. Okay, now he's in 10th grade, uh, been volunteering for four years. Uh, he's young, but Zach is the go-to guy uh, at Faith Community. Uh, always serves without hesitation and uh, expertise beyond his years. Sounds li- sound lights, pro presenter, always willing and very eager to serve and learn. So... Chelsea and Zach, we salute you. Let's give him a big hand. Hey, if you would like us, anybody in this room right now, or anybody that's listening to us on the interwebs right now, if you would like to have us recognize your MVP here live on the podcast, all you got to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, and we actually have a little tab that you click on for MVP, and there's a quick form that you can fill out, and we would love to just look through those, and we will recognize them here on the podcast, and then make sure you send us a picture in their Instagram account, and we'll actually post their picture on our Instagram account. So thanks, guys, so much for being a part of that. It was silky smooth, man. You know, and I, I'm get, I used to have to close my eyes in order to make that happen, <laughs> but I'm kind of getting to the point now where I can do it. But if I close my eyes, it, it flows pretty good. It flowed, man. So, well, hey, let's get into our, our next portion of the podcast. Um, it's a fan favorite. And we've been doing them a little bit here at the Experience Conference, and we like to call it Prayer Concerns. You know, it's fun. we should have had the music playing in the background. It would have been more dramatic. It would have been very dramatic. <laughs> but like I said, you know, our production meetings are like, hey, what are we doing today? So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we need to spend a little more time in the creative process. Yeah. So, each week on the Worship Leader Problems podcast, uh, we read what we call our prayer concerns. And so, if you were here this morning, uh, you heard us talk a little bit about this. And so, uh, every one of us, raise your hand if you have like a connection card in your church. And how many of us have that cool little section because, you know, we're good Christian leaders and we care about our people that says, how can we pray for you? Who has that? Okay, everyone. How many times do you guys get complaints instead of actual prayer concerns? (laughs) Uh, Okay. So one of my favorites that we got, it was just like, how can we pray for you? And it literally just said, we need more toilet paper in the men's bathroom. (laughs) And I don't know why in my head I hear it with like a Kentucky accent, like we need more toilet paper. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it is kind of a prayer concern, though. Actually, it actually I mean, is it a true be. prayer concern. Like, <laughs> yes, I mean, where did is. you write that? That's it, the it question. It kind of stinks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, was that too far? Uh, just, <laughs> mm. 
Well, good thing I can delete it for the people out. who aren't here. <laughs> yeah. okay. Sorry about that, guys. My wife is giving me the eye right now. But these are true. People think that, people that, think that we Brian write actually these, yeah. uh, writes these and makes, makes these up. You, these you are, are the writers. <laughs> so thank you. All right, Big Tasty, what do we got this week? All right, prayer concern number one. You're not a very good worship leader because you don't play acoustic guitar. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is with that. Oddly specific, but. (laughs) That's funny because I, I don't know. How many people in here lead without an instrument? How many people lead with an instrument? See, I don't, there's something about me like when I, because I'm a guitar player and I used to lead every once in a while at the church. I used to lead with my acoustic because I was always afraid like, what do I do with my hands? You know what I mean? (laughs) But then I finally said the acoustic, this just to me. And I guess this is supposed to be a funny section, but oh well. Right. We're, on a, we're on the trail now, so I'm going to follow <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> what do you mean we? Like you, le- you took a left I'm turn and put us here. Man. We're just watching, man. <laughs> Everyone, you got you to gotta set that bad boy down. <laughs> there's something that like, I feel like it separates you from the people. Oh, it does. But maybe there's some introverted people that want to do that. I don't know. You led with the guitar, didn't you? Yeah, it's, yeah it was scary coming out from Bonnie's. Fish just in the sand thing. is the band okay. you'll yeah. be looking for. In Paradise, do they call it guitar? You know what? Just the superior concerns. <laughs> okay, number two. Number two, zipper. All the connection card said was zipper. <laughs> zipper. That's fantastic. <laughs> You know that staff meeting, in staff meeting, everybody's going like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> was that me? Was check that? the stream, check the stream. <laughs> check the stream. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Zipper. That might be one of the best ones yet. That's <laughs> Zipper. Zipper. Okay. Number three. My husband and I were talking. Your shaved head makes you look way older than you are. I don't know. I'm, I'm 24, so maybe. I don't know. Okay, that well, one deserves... Does age you. That one deserves a... Come on, oh, fam. fam. Right? All right. Okay, number four. You know how worship leaders will often speak the next line of a song as a way to prompt or emphasize the lyric? One, one week someone wrote, you don't need to speak the lyrics to us. We can read. <laughs> yeah. Right? All, right? All right, number five. Wow, it looks like you're getting a little fluffy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my And again, come on, on, fam. fam. Yeah. I just would look at that person and go, who hurts you? Right? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Right? Okay, number six. I recently got this on a connection card. Can I make a request? My boyfriend really loves when doves cry. (laughs) This is what it sounds like. Right? That's all I know. That entire song. As long as we're talking. If if somebody does that in you, can you just please like video that? Send it to us. Please. We will will meme that. Good night. And don't tell your senior pastor. Just do it like right before he gets up to preach just to see how he's going to make that transition. (laughs) Not my church. Not my staff. Don't do that. Oh, no. 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 (laughs) Okay, number seven. When you guys try to sing those high notes and scrunch your faces, it's very unsightly. <laughs> Thanks, Chris Tomlin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, number eight, the last one. And the okay, bo- I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Why do songwriters go out? Like, so, do you guys know Chris McClarney is? Oh, yeah. So, Chris was like in one of our... How many of you guys lead Hallelujah for the Cross? At your, at your, like, by the time he gets to the bridge, you're like, what is happening right now? So we were talking to him, and he goes, guys, I don't even sing it in my original key. <laughs> like, he, he actually, I think, B-flat or C, it's in D, and it's like B-flat or C that he leads it on the road. It's like, what are you trying to do to us then? Crazy. Crazy. That dude's crazy anyway. He is crazy. All right, this is number eight, the last one, and the bottom of the pudding cup. <laughs> <laughs> 
An older gentleman passed me a comment card during the sermon that said, you're amazing. You need to audition for American Idol. Katy Perry would love you. (laughs) Just putting it out there. Why not? I'm just saying. That's incredible. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for uh, sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Problems podcast. If you would like us to read yours, again, live here on the podcast, go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, and you can click on the prayer concerns tab. And we just have a little uh, box that you can put it in. We don't need to know the church's name. We don't need to know your name. We keep it completely anonymous. And so we talk about this all the time. The reason we've done these prayer concerns, yeah, it's funny. Um, But how many would agree ministry can be lonely? You know, um, the church, we don't do the best job of being friends with the other churches in our area. And so we can get um, kind of, you know, siloed up by ourselves. Hey, sometimes we're not friends in the same building. Well, that, that is right? true too. You and don't even have to leave the parking lot. You know, and so like you might be thinking as you're sitting there, am I the only one in the world that are dealing with these things? But the reality is we're all dealing with it. And so the reason we kind of read these, yeah, it's funny, but it kind of makes the world feel a little bit smaller and maybe ministry not feel quite so alone. And so that's why we do this. And so again, thank you so much for uh, sending in those prayer concerns. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for. Cindy Johnson around? You want to come up? So um, we do a thing on our podcast uh, that we like to call um, sliding into the DMs. Um, the reason we do that is we get a lot of questions. We're, we're getting close to 60,000 followers on our Instagram. And one of the humbling things that's super cool is a lot of people um, are beginning to kind of trust us to have uh, questions that they'll ask us and we'll answer. And so, like, typing on your phone because Instagram won't come up with a good computer app, um, it's just, you know, you're trying to answer some of these questions, and so we don't always have enough time and to do that. And so we'll take some of the questions we get weekly, and we actually chat through those on the podcast. But today we're going to do a little different. So our good friend, Cindy Johnson, um, do you want to talk about our street team a little bit? Yeah, so um, it became, so at, at the beginning, it was, the account was mostly just me handing my phone to my wife and saying, is this funny? Um, and it mostly wasn't, probably. So she was very gracious to uh, keep listening. And so uh, that led us to start getting questions, these, like Jeremy said, these really, really serious questions. And so uh, the more and more that happened, the more the, the following grows. It's, uh, I, I always tell people, it's, it's sort of like er, almost every family has like a crazy uncle, yeah. you know? Yeah. And maybe if you are not sure who your crazy uncle is, <laughs> maybe, may, you, maybe you are the crazy uncle. I'm so looking. uh the, Worship Leader Probs, the Instagram account is kind of like that crazy uncle came to live in your house and eat all your food uh, and take all of your spare time and fill your DVR and all those things. So um, we developed a team of amazing people, uh, many of which are here today. Some of them are not, uh, but they help us uh, respond to comments. Uh, They help us respond to some DMs. And these are all people who are seasoned, uh, you know, ministry well, veterans. except for Jonathan. Except for Jonathan. How long has he been? Where is he? How long have you been a worship pastor? Two years. Two so years. <laughs> Two years. I'm not going to tell you which day he's on. Saturdays, but. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these are, these are amazing people. So Jonathan Vendries is in the back. He just took his tag <laughs> he off. Took his he's leaving. out. Leaving. He's, he's gone. He's gone. Retired. He's out. Jonathan is amazing. Uh, right down here, Jared Hunter, another Florida guy. He's awesome. Cindy Johnson is right over here. Lori Brink. What? Van Valkenburg. Sorry. <laughs> I froze. Lori Brink Van Valkenburg is in the back. She, uh, she handles some of that. Uh, we have two other people who are not here. Uh, if, you, if you follow Instagram at all, you know we have this kind of annoying lady who lives in Phoenix who just makes fun of us oh, yes. and things that we mispronounce on the podcast. Her name is Jen Smale. What's that smell is our hashtag. Um, is she on there? <laughs> She's watching on House Party. Uh, Jen, so Jen Smale is on that team. And then a, a guy I've known since my college days named Sam Lynn, uh, who's a long time, yeah, at a church in Evansville, Indiana for like 20 years. So these are amazing people who volunteer. That's right. So yeah, thanks, so guys. we're grateful. Yeah. yeah. So... Here's what we're going to do today. Instead of reading the Instagram questions that we got, we're just going to have an open mic 
and you can ask a question to any one of us pertaining to tech ministry, worship ministry, leadership, um, anything like that. So anybody want to start us off and got a question? I'm being completely for real. Oh, no. How do you handle someone who cannot sing and always sits in the front and sings really loud? You're welcome. I think as a tech guy, that's easy. I just turn up the subs. That's right. That's right. Man, are you talking choir or are you talking just in the congregation? Just in the front? Oh, you guys are all together, aren't you? Okay, you know what you're talking. Oh man, that that is a great that's a great question. Um, you know, maybe children's ministry brochure in their seat. They sit in the same seat. You know, children and youth. They're already there. Oh my, parking lot ministry. Parking lot ministry. That would be a good. That's you know, there's tough. another option. Um, Slingshot is actually in, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they help place pastors in churches. And so, (laughs) yeah, bro, that's a tough, that's tough, man. That's a free advertisement for Slingshot. That's right. That's, that's tough. Gratis. (laughs) Gratis. So basically we don't know, but we're just going to make fun of you. Um, So thanks for that. I'm always going to remember you. Oh, is she still there? (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, bro? Hey, I wonder if it's, uh, if it's a little bit like if you had somebody, um, <clears throat> if you had somebody overexpressive in worship. And so in our, uh, we're, a, we're a non-denominational church. Uh, and um, so, I mean, we have all, people who really enjoy the more traditional to more expressive, but there does become a line where it becomes distracting. So as much as like, you don't want to have to have conversation or whatever, like if there's, if there's somebody, so in, in our church, if, if somebody was, dancing expressively and and throwing a bunch of stuff around or whatever there'd have to be a conversation because now you're distracting i don't want everybody sitting in rows but like man if it becomes yeah you have a little conversation all right yeah you say i don't know how you say because you want people to express but when it becomes a little bit you're 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 hindering somebody else's uh, form of worship so i think i'd pray hard to have a conversation you don't want to lose the person either and i think i'd just be honest like man i don't want to I don't want you to, oh, he's like, he's like, well, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> Great. So first, maybe okay, where I start is with you. your heart, we need sir. And uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> that's a heart, man. Awesome. All right, what's next? Come on. What if that person who can't sing wants to be on the music team? <laughs> I, I can actually go on that one. Yeah. So, um, when I first started working at uh, Pathway Church in, v- in Vero Beach as, as one of the pastors, my, pa- my Pathway peeps over here, um, I got to see firsthand how Pastor Randy actually handled that because uh, in, in the glory days of the church, big 100-member choir, orchestra, and all that kind of stuff. And so when Randy came in, was asked, hey, can we get this choir thing going again? And so the, one of the first things he did was do auditions um, for it. And so... The way that Randy framed it, because there were some people who should not be in the choir. You probably couldn't hide that voice. And so he would, right? So here's what he did, though. He brought him in, and he just very candidly said, "I, if I were to allow you to sing in the choir, I would be keeping you from actually serving within the gifting that God has given you. And I know that may seem, and we're kind of laughing about that, and it It might seem like a Jesus juke. But it really is the truth. There are people who want and love to sing so badly, but they're really gifted administratively and they could be helping somewhere else in the office. So because maybe you feel bad for them and don't want to hurt them, their feelings, actually in the grand scheme, what you're doing is you're holding them back for all that God actually has for them. And they may find out whatever they get into that new position of ministry that they, man, I've been, why didn't I do this in the first place? But don't just have that conversation and go, good luck. Right. Be willing, yeah. maybe take him, have him take a spiritual gifts test. Like, I will walk with you until we find the place where God has ordained you to serve in this ministry. Yeah, I, that's, that's exactly how I would approach it. it just, hey, you're going inter- to, we, we don't call them auditions, we call them interviews. It, it's semantics, but it maybe seems a little less intimidating. And so uh, I will, they, they get a document from me when they sign up that just says, hey, you're entering into a process here, we're going to find your gift 
Maybe we find out that that's in music, and maybe we find out it's, it's in someplace else. Just like Jeremy said, I'll walk with you. Uh, if we discover that it's not in music, I'll walk with you, and we will find it, um, and uh, we'll get you plugged in. Yeah, I just think the church has done a pretty terrible job of being honest, um, and we just don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Um, like, I grew up back in the day uh, where special music was every Sunday. You know, it was very few times that it was special, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it was it special. Was music. Well, maybe it was special in its own way, right? Um, you know, and so many times, I mean, I was working in, in a church, and it was like, I mean, it, it, and this person was on a rotation, and they were terrible, terrible. Well, you know, she just wants to use her gift. Well, I'm concerned about the person that comes in, because the church already has the reputation of being irrelevant and less than excellent. And the Lord deserves really our very best in that. But to me, it's a whole, if you're doing, we do uh, audition interviews or whatever it is. We don't tell people, no, we say not yet. It says not yet the time. Here's what you can do. If this is something you want to pursue, we suggest you grab some lessons, you do this. But we're also not looking for talent. We're looking for heart. And so you can come in and be the best vocalist in the world. Um, But if you don't have a worshiping heart, that's also going to. It's hard conversation. Ministry is just full of hard conversations, and you're probably going to hurt people's feelings, but you really do want to direct them to the right place, and not just out of your ministry. I think that's a great point, but into what they, what they should be. But I feel like we just do, we do a great disservice because what we do, like what we did to this uh, young lady who was on a special music rotation is we continued to affirm in her a gifting that she did not have. Yeah. And I think that's on us. And I think, I mean, one day we're going to all stand before the Lord and be held accountable for how we led his sheep. And so I'd like to be able to do that and go, I had those hard conversations because the Lord's going, man, I was trying to use you to get them over here, but you wouldn't do it. You know, and so I think all of us, I think the highest aim we have is to give God the glory, right? And so those conversations are hard, but if you know you're honoring the Lord in it, man, it, it makes it a little bit easier to get through them. So Amen. That's good. another question? inherited a worship team where I am the youngest member and I'm 45 and I've been told that we need to be more multi-generational but we're missing some of those pieces in our congregational makeup and I'm trying to figure out how to attract new worship leaders I feel like it's my job to raise up but I don't know where to find them so they're not in your church they're not in my church so I'll, if I, I'll start. That's cool. Uh, I, would, I would just be really careful um, because often uh, you've heard before, you know, what you win people with, you win them to. And so if you're, if you're recruiting people to come, uh, young people, hey, come and be part of our worship team, um, they're kind of, they, they could bypass Jesus to get there. And so then when it doesn't work out or they're not scheduled, they're not there. Well, how come, uh, how come 17-year-old Jimmy can not show up for rehearsal, but like I'm a 45-year-old guy and I have, you know, what's happened? The different We're praying that we have a group of young people who come in and fall in love with Jesus who are talented in this area and they come up from within the church. Um, but I would just be really cautious about, um, and that's a whole other thing, like should people, what should be the requirements of worship team and worship leading? But I would just be real careful of, uh, recruiting from the outside when you, man, you just, you, there's a lot of parameters that need to be around that. I feel like. Oh man. Do you have anything going on in students or like youth? Is there any? We do have youth, but most of them that are musically inclined are in show choirs and they're very oh, performance oriented. Yeah. We're in the same part of the country. And yeah. I, yeah. Oh well, yeah. We've had them up with us before but it's like a concert. It's like a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to find those youth that are, because we all know there's kids hiding in their rooms playing a guitar yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Right. But I'm trying to figure out how to find Yeah, I would look for some, some of your older members to, to like, if you've got like older guitar players who are like, man, I'll give lessons to kids or whatever. I would also maybe, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I would say I wouldn't, I don't want to say this. I wouldn't buck leadership, but I would ask the questions of what are we trying to go for here? Because sometimes I feel like we make the mistake of if we could just have uh, multi-generational on this church, then our church is going to be multi-generational. That's not, it's just not going to happen. If God wants your church to be multicultural, it's not going to happen by, so I'm going to disagree by being multicultural on this stage. He's going to do it. That's been pastor's office and say, well, some dude said in Florida that, um, but I would just say that what other ways are we trying to become multicultural than just from the stage? 
That's good. Anybody else? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here we go. Hey, guys. This is actually the Randy M. that put a uh, comment oh, for Scott on the Pro Communication course. So he'll be signing those papers Star after student. the event. I don't have a resume, and that's why it was just Randy M. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing to put here. Except for singing at the Republican National Convention. Stop it, Jerry. <laughs> so I, I would love to hear you guys talk a little bit about um, the relationship between the worship pastor and the, and the, and the lead pastor and the worship pastor and the tech director. Um, there's no hope for the tech director and lead pastor, so we won't, we won't address that. I, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I jest. No, but I think it's, I think I'd love to hear you guys talk a little bit about that, how important that relationship is, and maybe um, some ways you think if someone's in a tough situation there, how to encourage them, and maybe how to develop that a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. How do you guys want to tackle it first? Uh, I, I could jump in. I would say um, intentionality, and it has to flow two ways. Uh, you know, I, I have fallen into the trap earlier in my ministry, sitting in my office and thinking, man, my senior, my senior guy never comes and talks to me. Um, on the flip side of that, I don't go talk to him, you know? And so uh, we addressed early on on the podcast, and I think, you know, we even talked about... Um, just brainstorming some ideas, like uh, send your pastor an email, go talk to him. Can I take you to lunch? Uh, can we go get grab you know grab some time together? Um, because you know we're all busy, and I and you know Randy has done this for a while. I've done this for a while. I can tell you, I'm I am as close to that job as I ever ever want to be, because however heavy the burden is for me. It's a thousand times heavier for him. And, uh, you know, he, he probably is feeling a lot of the same insecurities that I feel. And so I would, my piece of that conversation would be be intentional. Um, don't wait for it to happen. Um, don't be like a weird stalker about it either. But, you know, find out what, what is your pastor like. You know, my guy loves to golf. And so, hey, can we go play nine holes someday or can we go to the driving range or whatever? Yeah, go ahead. So uh, for me, so I serve in production is what my role is. Um, I've been in the two churches that I've worked in. My position's always a little different. Um, in both contexts, on an organizational chart, I am equal to the worship pastor, um, which is, dif- t- is different because typically the worship pastor would oversee production. Um, and so both these churches, I am on again, the same plane as the worship pastor. So for me, as the tech guy, I have to know my role and I have to be willing to stay in my lane, okay? Because here's the deal, what can happen so many times is like, when you're sitting in the booth, you got the best eyes on what's happening on stage. You have the best place to hear what the mix sounds like. So when you're sitting there and maybe the worship pastor from the stage goes, oh my gosh, can you please turn the kick up a little bit? And you're like, it's booming in the house. You know what I mean? Like you're like, or you feel like you want to stop him. Hey, you, you guys don't sound great on that song and things like that. Like, again, you might think you have all these opinions, but the reality is the worship pastor has been brought in to cast the vision for what those services are supposed to look, sound, and feel like. And so you've got to realize that your role is to not set that vision, it's to carry that vision out. So um, in my last church, um, how we mixed our services was not my preference, but my worship pastor said, this is what I believe the Lord is telling me will minister to the most people. And so I said, okay, let's do it. And so we went after it. And so again, if I were to go do an event by myself, would I mix it that way? Nope. But it wasn't my job to set what the mixed philosophy is for the church. It's to carry it out for the worship pastor. And so um, if you can get to a place where you're in relationship with that person to understand their heartbeat for the Lord, why they do what they do, um, and then go and go carry that out, I think you'll see, you may not be best friends. Um, I, I have luckily was in a position where the worship pastor became my best friend in the entire world. But you know what? I know his heart. I know why he does what he does. And so I just go and I carry it out. And so it's just knowing when to die on a hill. There are times you might need to say something. 
And there's times you gotta learn to bridle your tongue, which is hard as junk. But if you can do that, it honors the Lord, it honors the constituted authority that he has set up in his church. And I think you'll begin to see uh, your relationship change there. Yeah, I think you have to adjust your expectations a little bit. Um, uh, One thing I lost when I became a a chart, and I wish it wasn't, we just had this conversation, like, wouldn't it be great to work together in a church? It's like, well, we would would lose a little bit of friendship with that. It's just a different different dynamic. (laughs) Okay, maybe more than I originally thought. But, um, um, and so I, so I think to both sides, to senior leaders, um, I would say this, you need to understand your, your worship production, production people, and you often want them to be like that. Like, are they, uh, Heath Bottomley has a great, we need to get him on the podcast, has, just has a great, um, some categories for worship leaders. They may be a worship leader, or they may be a worship artist, or they may be a worship pastor, and so we had a, a worship artist on our staff who kept showing up late for meetings. And I was like, I was like, well, let me see your calendar. And he was like, I don't have a calendar. I'm like, yeah, right. Let me see your calendar. He's like, I don't keep one. I'm like, I'm blowing my mind. I'm like, oh, what in the world? Like, and so you just have to have that understanding, right? Like, okay, this is the way this guy operates. And so you need to, you need to understand that. I also try as much as I can to support uh, my team. Uh, and they know, I just told them, we had this conversation a couple months ago. I said, listen, you have to know that anytime somebody comes complaining to me about anything that you do, that I've got your back and I'm going to, I'm going to defend you every single time, but See, don't you do something that's going to put, it's going to put that in jeopardy. You know, don't make that hard for me. Yep. Uh, and so for senior leaders, I think you just need to like know. Sometimes, uh, so I came out, I was a worship leader for a long time. And so I drive our team crazy because I'm like, dislike you and this. And, you, and there's times I'm like, I'm marching back to the front of house and we're going to, they already know the problem. So senior leaders, just chill out. Like you guys are already owning it. They're going. They're, they're, it's bothering them before it's bothering you. Um, I would say this to worship, to worship and tech guys. Um, you need to realize that you don't, I, I did this in another session. I don't know how to sound, how to say this without it sounding arrogant. And I don't mean this arrogant at all, but you don't know what your senior leader is dealing with because I was a worship leader for a long time and I was pretty cocky. I was, I was like, well, I mean, if I had the keys and if I did this, then I would just do it. And I had to, once I became a senior pastor, I had to walk into our former senior pastor's office and say, I need to apologize to you because I thought I had it all together. And in my spirit, I was, I was a little bit resentful because you didn't, and now I realize this is a whole circus that's going on to deal with. I think one of the best things, the best things that um, uh, worship and production in terms of their relationship with their senior guy is, is to know his vision, ask, what's your vision? What is it that you want to do with this church? And then say to him, I got your back and we're going to do everything that we can together to take this hill. And so my team knows that I'm going to support them, but they also, like, they've got me. And I know that they're going to do whatever they can. So my tech guy will, like, sometimes he'll do crazy stuff, like, you know, found a new, some, some new songs you need to listen to. It's not his agenda. I know you like this. Hey, I know you're taking a trip. Got some movies for you on a plane. I'm like, what? Just, just that, kind of, that kind of support goes a long, long way because most of the time, just like you, when your phone rings or you get emails or somebody comes to see you, everybody is on the take. So if you can walk into your senior guy's office or have a relationship with him where you're not taking from him, but you're actually pouring into him, it's huge. All day long. I can actually attest to this. just happened in my new church that I'm in right now. A situation came up and I needed to order a new piece of equipment. And so um, I had heard one of the things he loves to do is like, you go find the lowest quote you can. And 10 minutes later, he will beat that quote. Like that's his thing. He loves to do it, right? So I go out, I do the hard work and I wanted to get us uh, working with a a strong integration company uh, for the future and start building relationships and stuff like that. And so uh, I send a quote into my my lead pastor. He calls me 30 minutes later. Oh, I found it $1,500 cheaper. So I get off the phone and I call him back and I just said, all right, brother, here, I, I want to share something with you. I want to share my heart, but I need, to, I need to preface it with this. I don't hold the checkbook. I don't know how much money our church has. I said, um, and so whatever decision you make after I say what I'm going to say, here's what you need to know. Not only will I support it 100%, but I will be your biggest cheerleader in it. And we will never have to have this conversation again. So I share my heart and why I felt we needed to do a certain thing. He calls me back and he said, okay, I ordered the other thing. <laughs> But I was his biggest cheerleader, and I supported him. A week later, he comes up to me, and he goes, you don't know what that conversation did for me. Because I understood your heart, and I see why we needed to go in that direction. But you stood behind my decision, and that meant the world to me. 
So I'm telling you guys, if you guys can, and now he, I can see him trusting me more because he knows I've got his back. That's good. You're good. We have a question over here, and the dapper gentleman in the Worship with Rob's t-shirt. The shirt is flying. There are more shirts to be bought. We don't want to take them home. Uh, so for, for both uh, sound and worship leading, how many singers is too much on stage? Considering you're having to mix it, and not everyone can sing harmony. Yeah, okay, I'll try, I'll try that. Um, I, think, I think in terms of how many, it probably just depends on your church, what kind of style you're, you know, you're going for, how big is your stage, you know. There are, I've seen churches with 15 or 16 singers up on stage, but they've, they've got the biggest stage I've ever seen. So um, it doesn't seem, you know, like it's, like it's too much. Um, in, in terms of... Okay, when I got to my church 11 years ago, um, they were giving everybody chord charts. Now, for the band, a chord chart is one thing. For a vocalist, not so much. Okay, so I said, where's the music? And the, the lady who was uh, preparing that for rehearsal said, oh, we don't, we don't use music. We just harmonize. And so I was like, oh, okay. What, I said, you know, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a school teacher. What do you do for a living? I'm a plumber. What do you do for a living? I, I pour concrete. Okay, so if we need plumbing or concrete, you're our guys, right? This thing I'm going to give you, this, the guy who wrote this writes music for a living. Okay, so we're going to let him, <laughs> him or her, we're going to let this person be our guide as to what we should be singing. That's okay? fantastic. That maybe was not the most tactful thing, but... So we do a couple of things uh, to help our vocalists. Um, and this, this, I believe it was important, so it requires more for me. Um, we started a vocal rehearsal that we have every week. Um, we put regular MP3 files on Planning Center, and then we have uh, either me or one of our keyboard players will record over the top of that MP3 their part. Here's the tenor part. Here's the alto part. We'll load that track into Planning Center as well. So those are all up at least two weeks in advance. And so they know when they come to that vocal rehearsal, this is not practice. This is rehearsal. Practice is what you do at home. Rehearsal is what we do. We've said on the podcast, that's when we gather the ingredients and we bake the cake. So that's, that's how. From a production standpoint, when do you start cringing in terms of, of mixing vocals? So up until maybe like two years ago, I would have been like, oh, gosh, don't give me more than four. I, I, I don't know why I'm just getting to this point. I just, I don't care. If I got mics, I'll put them out. Like, even experience, this week I was told, hey, we need four wireless. And then they come, can we put a fifth singer? Yes, yes, you can. Is it okay for a sixth singer? Let's, let's do it. I, there's something to me. I love big, I mean, you guys have heard me mix this week. I like big drums. I like the bass. All that stuff's cool. But I also like a lot of vocals in my mix. Like, you know, like nobody goes home humming the kick drum. You know what I mean? Like, but people will go home hum, humming the melody of songs. And so um, for me, I mean, I don't, uh, Jerry Newman has a 200 person choir and then a whole vocal team in front of it. You know, bring it. You know what I mean? I love it. So that's just me. We really have time for one question if it's deep, two questions if we can be funny. So we have rotating sound people and volunteers, and we're grateful for them. But depending on who is serving, typically the pastor's mic will be kept on while we're leading worship. And, <laughs> and some pastors sing well, and then some don't. <laughs> Was there a question? <laughs> the pastor forgetting to turn his mic off? Sorry, he doesn't turn it off. I think that, that's just training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just going back and saying, hey, these are the things that you need, just need to keep always fresh in your brain. Like put a sticky note on the console that just says, check pastor's mic. You know what I mean? Um, I think if they don't, 
we, we talk at this TC3 where I'm at now, you have to inspect your expectations. And so letting them know, this is the expectation. You're, I need you to watch this channel. Like, you're doing great with everything else. Let's just put some focus on here. I think just a little bit of training and you'll see that problem go away. Hey, and I will say, I, I'm looking, I'm talking to myself, that we do the best job of, of helping our people evaluate. You know, I, there are, there's a church in our area and they're, they're set up to do this with technology and staffing. So this is pegged to one end of the spectrum, but um, they have quarterly meetings with all of their singers and players, and they do video and audio playback uh, from services. That's that's brutal, man. I I don't I don't I don't know that I <laughs> I don't know that I would be comfortable with that. But I don't I, I think there's got to be a way to do that so that your question. So is it sloppy wet or unforeseen kiss? Sloppy wet or unforeseen kiss. Okay, so literally, there is no more controversial meme that you can make other than that. I got to go sloppy wet. Wow, really? OG. No, it's just interesting. I got to go OG, man. OG. I'm a 100% sloppy wet kiss. Have you guys heard John McMillan actually talk about why he wrote that particular lyric? Um, Because what happened on the cross, and we experienced this Tuesday night, it was dirty, it was bloody, it was disgusting what what, what people put Jesus through. And so that that idea of that sloppy wet kiss for me, I think think it works. Well, theologically, no, I'm... I'm like, can I just say, I don't care. Like, I don't, I think we've got, we've got more that we're doing, more that we're doing wrong in worship than worried about that. <laughs> I think, I mean, I just, uh, so yeah, I, don't, I, I just always kind of observe that like, no, well, that's interesting. And like, I don't, to, to be honest, I'm not sure which one we sing at our church. And if it wasn't such a big deal, I don't even know that it would be, it would be triggered that much in my mind. And maybe because I just don't take it like on the literal, I don't know. But 44 of the Worship Leader Problems podcast. So um, if you haven't already, if you wouldn't mind, follow us on Instagram uh, for all of Brian's funny memes that he makes because he's the meme master. Um, And then you can find our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Tune in radio. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you will be able to find us. Search it with no spaces. I don't know why it comes up that way. Do you know? Oh, no, you don't know anything about technology. Um, so just look up Worship Leader Probs uh, on anywhere that you can find that. And hey, if you wouldn't mind to, if you would uh, give us a five-star review and subscribe, it helps with the algorithm. So when people begin to search and they look, just type in were, hopefully we will pop up uh, and, and get this thing out there. And so thank you so much again for being part of the podcast. Don't forget, if you want to send in an MVP or if you'd like to send in one of your prayer concerns, it's www.worshipleaderprobs.com. And a huge thanks to Planning Center Online and Al Denson for trusting us to come up here. Two doinks and a senior pastor to just kind of talk with you guys. A very sophisticated senior pastor. A sophisticated. So, well, guys, hey, until next time, see ya. Deuces. Goodbye. No, that is not what it is. You want to do it again? All right, here. This is what he actually does. Here we go. You ready? Until next time. See ya. Deuces. Arrivederci. Thanks, guys. This is what it sounds like.